0: everyone. Welcome back to the What If Project podcast. My name is Rain, and I'm one of your co-hosts. Hi, everybody. My name is Tracy, and I'm your other co-host. This is episode 19 of the What If Project podcast, so that's super cool. Yay. Uh, we are we are recording on March 6th, which is a Sunday, and this episode will air on March 8th which is a Tuesday. Tracy and I are two multi-curious moms who are committed to learning lots of new skills in order to transition ourselves and our families over to a more sustainable lifestyle. What do you think about that, Tracy? Do you like that as an intro? I love it. I love the multi-curious. If you guys have been following us for even a hot second, you will know that Tracy and I do tend to bounce around from topic to topic, not for any reason other than just we really are very curious, to use that word again, but we really are very interested in learning as much as we can and developing the skills that we need to develop so that we can sort of remove ourselves from the systems in our lives that are not helping to promote our health and happiness and transition into a system where we are more reliant on our own self, on our own skills, and we have some more control over our time and where our attention is permitted to go. So that's what we're working towards. So when you come to us and you see us with our fingers and all these pies, there's a reason for it. And we like it that way. I was supposed to say it the exact same. I was like, because that's how we like it. We think it's pie-tastic. I think pie week is coming up or pie day. 3.14. Pretty close. Less than a week. Okay, Tracy. So we are about midway through our intentional spending module. And I am curious as to how your experience of it has been so far.
1: You know, it has been eye-opening for sure, which mm-hmm. I think is part of the point, right? Like part of the point of the whole module was to really get out of the mundane, mindless, not being actively involved in the things that we're actually spending money on and doing so blindly and actually then transition into a space with our finances that is purposeful and intentional and present. And I definitely was not being present with my spending. It was a lot of I wouldn't even say instant gratification because I can't say there was like a a ton of gratification coming out of what I was spending money on or we as a family were spending money on. But it was a necessary evil to the lifestyle that I was trying to keep up, which was not healthy and not happy either. It was just in the grind and it sucked. (laughs) And so... It was amazing how the decluttering module actually created space, both physically, mentally, and emotionally, to then be kind of set up for the spending module, which you would think that they don't really go hand in hand, but I definitely have felt like they have. I have definitely seen a lot of parallels as well
0: between the decluttering module that we did a couple weeks ago and then this one that we're involved in right now. I was really thinking about that whole idea that life continues to present you all of these opportunities to learn a lesson until you actually sort of get what that lesson is about. I have seen that through both the the things that were either the most difficult to declutter or really required the most decluttering. And the then also sort of my categories of spending. You know, what was sort of excessive in one has been excessive in the other. And, you know, for me, I really have noticed that, like you said, it wasn't instant gratification, but it has been a ton of that convenience spending that we were talking about, which is just basically, let me just get through this day. Let me keep everybody happy. Let me just not have one more headache to have to try to manage. Yes, I'm going to I'm going to throw some cash at this and I'm going to just get to the
1: other side and I'm just nobody's going to have to think about it again. You know, it's fi- funny is I didn't realize that a lot of my kind of convenience spending which mostly is in the way of eating out and I think I knew that going into this that that's the way it would be but (laughs) I didn't realize a lot of that was for the sheer fact that I did not have the energy and or mental space to battle to do Mm -hmm. battle with the kind of and I'm going to use the word temper tantrums. That would, kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not full-fledged temper tantrums, but they could kind of borderline. I would, you know, I have had to be assertive and I've had to stand my ground part this week. I've had to be like on my game where in the, let's just say years past, the past few years, I have not had the energy to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, I've had the energy to do that this, this week. I've stood my ground and that has felt really good and that we as a family, have stayed pretty true to the outline that we created. How did you go
0: about getting your head wrapped around what your spending looked like
1: and then establishing some sort of rules or parameters? So I had, and then I think I mentioned this on the podcast last time, that previously I had used a cash system that had worked pretty well for us until I got super busy and couldn't get to the bank to get money regular basis. So I kind of just defaulted back to that for the money that could be exchanged in cash. So that looks like, you know, at eating out, uh, you know, needing some toothpaste at Walmart or contact solution. Um, you know, if my daughter's ballet tuition needs to be paid, like any of those kind of things that are ca- that could be a cash exchange. And I already had those categories set up. So it I kind of cheated a little bit and just defaulted back to that because I knew that the time that those budgets had worked and that they were already kind of set up on a um, at an amount that I was comfortable with. But it was still a challenge. Like it still challenged us. So you just went back to a system that had worked for you before. Those categories were
0: already there and those numbers were already there. So like you just restarted.
1: I did. Um, The things that I did a little bit differently was I, I did take a, a really hard look at our last few months of spending. As I looked, I realized there was a lot of payments that I didn't even know what they're for. Like I literally had no idea why I was spending $16 on this thing. And so upon further research, realized there's probably an easy like $100 worth of things that if I will take the time to research them, I can very easily cut those things out because I honestly, I don't know what they are. Was there anything that you found to be like very encouraging over the last week or are, that you are looking forward to? Um, Yes, two big things. One thing is, <laughs> which our listeners may not know this by now, but you will. And if they don't, they very shortly will because we're getting really close to my favorite holiday, which happens to be Earth Day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my passion While it has never gone away, there just was not room on my plate to actively engage in this passion of mine for living the kind of sustainable lifestyle that is really environmentally friendly. Literally little things like, you know, what can we do to maybe get our water bill down a little bit, which is in and of itself, it's conservation in nature. So not only is it conserving money, you know, finances, so I don't have to spend so much every month on our water bill but it's also conserving natural resources, which is really important to me. So having the blinders off enough to be able to notice when we wash dishes, because we don't have a dishwasher, we stand at the sink and the hot water is running the whole entire time. And so just the my eyes being open up to that, which obviously I knew it was happening, but I wasn't paying attention. So being able to be in a space where you're paying attention to be like, well, that's a really stupid way to wash dishes. Like we either need to run the sink with water and put the stopper in and put the soap in and wash the dishes and then rinse them. Or if you run a little bit of water and then turn it off and maybe don't use full throttle hot, use like medium hot. Um, so just those little like impacts to me that it it ticks multiple boxes, not just singular. And that makes me really happy and excited and surprised. And the other thing that I'm really looking forward to is just just one week of being intentional really wanting to be at home more wanting to cook dinner at home wanting to kind of be in our own space uh in a way that's kind of recreational which you know working at home i i get tired and i want to get out of here so that's kind of a new thing that also like decluttering kind of led so nicely into this and now like you know what i don't want to go see batman like that was a real thing like i i i Previously I was like, yeah, I do want to go see it, but I was like, you know what? I really I really don't want to. I don't want to spend that kind of money. I'd rather snuggle on the couch with my kid and, you know, we rented a movie for 3.99 instead of going to the movie which would have cost us, you know, I don't know, even without all the snacks and everything, it would have I don't know if we would have got out of there less than 40 bucks, you know? So when I looked at our bank account actively and I've, and that's thing, I've been looking at our bank account every single day this past week, so being very mindful um, is that I was able to transfer a nice chunk of money over to our savings account, and it was easy, it was like done. It was it was there and it was easy, and it was bloop, straight off to savings. So that's that was awesome. a very nice surprise.
0: I will tell you, one thing that I was surprised by was that I really had less discretionary income than I thought that I did. Because what I had been doing before was everything that came in after all of my kind of vital bills were paid. And I think about that as my mortgage and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Everything that was left over, I was thinking not just Let's blow it. But, you know, I wasn't thinking about it as being earmarked. But the truth of the matter is, there was a lot of that that was still earmarked for things like my utilities and that kind of stuff. So, what I thought was coming in, and I thought, okay, this is my chunk that I have that's quote unquote spendable. That was not really true. So, it was nice to really get clear on that in a way. And then the other thing I did was I broke down after that, I went through and I thought, okay, everything that I have left over. If I spend this much, what is that percentage of this leftover? So now I have a real idea in my mind. If I'm looking at something and it's gonna cost me $25, I know I can calculate pretty quick exactly how much of my quote unquote disposable income that actually is. So I can ask myself not is $25 a good price, but is $25 worth this percentage of what I have to work with? And so that has been a way to really sort of like mind shift a little bit because because $24 or $25 might be a great price for something, but is but is it worth spending you know whatever this chunk is and then i also know how much that chunk costs me as far as time so i also know okay this is the percentage of what i have left over but this is actually also how many hours i'm working to create this chunk so both of those metrics for me have been really impactful as far as uh, decision making for what i am going to spend and what i'm not going to spend that's amazing so it was it was fun. Of course, you know, I like that anyway. I like mm-hmm. patterns and like all of that stuff. So, so doing that math was, was quote unquote fun just to do it. But having that in my head as a quick way to sort of make decisions, it kind of removes the price tag from things and it creates like a system where it really is about how does this affect me? Like not how, like, do I want it? Is it great? Is it pretty? But what does it cost me? really not how many dollars is it
1: yeah because I think the thing that is is interesting is that doesn't come naturally to everyone and mm-hmm. but I think that there is so much value there like that doesn't come naturally to me mm-hmm. um in, in that kind of kind of way mm-hmm. I, I maybe because I'm I am very visual so the fact that I know I can look and I can see I put a mm-hmm. hundred dollars here and now there's forty dollars left, <laughs> like mm-hmm. OK, we can have what we can get for $40, you know, like that's but, you know, the, um, you know, like working in percentages and things like that, like my my brain doesn't naturally work that way. But if I had a, you know, kind of an easy like plug and play system that I could mm-hmm. plug it into, that would make it much more easy. And I think that I could get the benefits out of it, but it, I would not arrive there naturally. Gotcha. Well, I'll see
0: if I can put something together, and then I'll let you preview it and see if it works for you. If and I'll it does work for you, yeah, for sure. And then we can we can share it if we feel like that's a good way forward. Let's move into biz dev and tech. So Tracy, the the kind of most boring part of this is that it is tax season for us, and because we formed an LLC partnership, we actually have some federal tax paperwork that is due on March 15th, which is nine days from today. And we thought, well, hey, we haven't really made any money. How hard can it really be to fill out these federal tax forms? And while I'm not sure that it's going to be super hard to do, there it's just, it's a lot of content. And there are some supplemental like forms that belong to each one of us that have to kind of feed into the partnership stuff. And so we have decided we are just going to to have a professional do it for us so that we don't have to spend our time or energy or anything figuring that out. Tracy is going to call and see if we can get in with her tax person tomorrow. So hopefully the next update on this will be how much it cost us. (laughs) Hopefully it's that it's done. Right. It's done. So the other tax form that we uh, are required to fill out is through the North Carolina Department of Revenue. It is called an E-500, and that is basically reporting sales tax collected. Evidently, which I did not know this, we are on a quarterly reporting system. So we actually owed one of these forms as of January 15th. And then we owe a second one as of April 15th, which is, of course, tax day for the rest of the world and the date on which our annual report for our LLC is due. So we have to make sure that we file that as well, which can be done online. The E500 was able to be filed online. We will not be penalized because we haven't collected any taxes. We did not owe any taxes to the state and I presume that as of April, that will be the same as well. But that was super easy. Like they actually even had a little option that I don't owe you anything. And so it sort of streamlined the process online. It was free. It just took the time to do it. Anything else on either on any of the tax or LLC paperwork, Tracy?
1: Nope. Other okay. than I'm really glad we're going to get a professional involved.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. I tried. I sat down and I spent, I spent a good hour with it today, the IRS form, which is a 1065, and it has a helpful guide. Mm-hmm. You know, the instructions, you can, yep. The instructions, yes. Those instructions are 59 pages long. <laughs> so that's when I was like, nope. The next thing I want to talk about is product development for the What If Project. So this is something that you and I have been talking about behind the scenes, and we've mentioned it along the way, too. But we need to start finding ways to owe the tax man some money. Yes. (laughs) That would mean that we were also generating revenue in our business. I mean, there are a million different ways to do it. There are a million places to start, but we do kind of have some ideas that are gaining some ground. And so will you talk to us about the one that you particularly are really feeling uh, good about right now? You don't have to be too specific, like whatever details you want to provide are fine, but will you run us through where your brain is on it right now?
1: Absolutely. I would love to. So we have talked several times, Rain and I, very seriously about what's next is for us as far as product development and those things that then can begin to earn us some income i have just the last few months felt a very strong calling to live more slowly like slow living and one morning i was just i think it was on pinterest hanging out and found an article and went and read it and It was on slow living and there was like, you know, like a a pop-up about, you know, hey, do you want our free, you know, whatever resource? And I was like, sure, I want it. Here's my email address. Take it and give me the free thing. Which of course then generated, you know, another funnel to which I was filtered into, which was, hey, so you got our free whatever, would you like being, would you be interested in this little email course that we have? And it's, you know, it's discounted and today it's $7. Well, I had already done enough research and I had looked at this person's website to realize they weren't like super active in like their blog. And and I looked a little bit at their uh, social media and they hadn't been like super active, which, hey, if you're living a slow lifestyle, maybe you're taking a break. And you're just like, I'm slowing down. <laughs> like maybe that was super intentional. But I was I was looking at some what I was considering metrics. OK, what's what's playing in the background that is supporting the sales funnel And that totally got me that I'm still interested. I still want the product. And yes, I will pay you $7 for this email course because not only am I actually interested in the subject, I'm also interested to see how this is laid out. So I took some screenshots as I was working through the, you know, the different steps of acquiring said email course and paid my $7 and then started, I got a welcome email and then was dripped out over the course of seven days was released an email and a worksheet to go with every day and as I was looking at it um, I just really it just really clicked for me that that would be something that I know that a Rain and I both have the um, the skill set and the natural ability to do as far as the the writing and that it's compartmentalized in such a way that it's one day at a time. So to me, this kind of uh, email campaign slash course idea really made a lot of sense. I felt like it was a way to be able to take any of our modules and or topics that we've talked about in the past and even be able to take some resources that we already have created and then spend them into a content that could be delivered. And we're always thinking firsthand about our target persona and her name is joy we haven't talked about her in a while so you know for joy this is an easy bite-sized way for her to consume the information that Rain and I would like to deliver to her. And one of the things that I love
0: about it is that you establish it. And then once we get the systematic support in place, it can be, I mean, people can opt in at any point. It becomes like the management of that is is almost entirely hands off. You're really just making sure that your systems are working the way that they're supposed to. One of the things that we are really... I don't know if struggling is the right word or just trying to find a way to do it better, but which is building our audience. And so one of the things that we talked about earlier today before we got on and started recording was finding ways to work with people who are in these spaces, doing these things that we're trying to learn how to do and finding ways to promote the fact that they are doing these things really well and that they do have a lot of great information and you as in us and everyone else who might be interested in this idea can learn from them maybe the slow living lady would be willing to say yeah absolutely this is how i did it and i mean not necessarily business details but yeah i i put this out in 2014. <laughs> thank you for buying it in 2022 you know i mean and then that's the kind of information that can be very encouraging. Yeah, that I would love to to know that piece of information. We are looking towards trying to find ways to develop and build authentic relationships with people who are involved in these spaces that we are interested in learning about as part of our skill sets development as we move into a more self-reliant and sustainable lifestyle. But There's a lot more to it than that. And I personally, I was telling Tracy earlier, you know, I am feeling like we're doing a lot of good work, but we're not seeing some of the results that we are interested in as far as actually building new audience. And so trying to figure out how we can do that, how we will do that. You know, some strategies. And, you know, Tracy said, well, hey, maybe everybody's having this trouble right now. You know, maybe we should reach out to people that we are engaging with who may offer some insight. We need to get our website up and running, and that will be helpful to us because it will give us a place for people to go. And so we are trying to get something on the schedule for that, which is something I think that we talked about last week. And I
1: think we talked about it the week before. I mean, this has been a date that has been hard to pin down. That website date needs to happen so we can get to work on that. Uh, because we also like if we do an email campaign, we want to make sure that there's a place for people to come back to to find more content. Right. Like we mm-hmm. we want to have a natural resource for them to be able to migrate back to, to you. So that's definitely one thing. And we also talked about you know, connecting with other people in our community who are engaged in some of these topics uh, that we're interested in and using that as a resource for audience development as well. Our audience growth is connecting organically and locally. So we yeah. hope that you'll see some of that in our next module. Part, yeah, for sure, because we want to we want to implement that as
0: soon as possible for lots of reasons. All right, Tracy, well, if you don't have anything
1: else, oh, I do have a question. Okay. What's up? So do you feel like where we are up till this point as far as in our intentional spending, discretionary spending module, is this something you feel pumped to like continue on into the coming weeks and months?
0: Yes. So I have, it's been a little bit more of a challenge, I think, here. I didn't come in with anything really pre-established. So I have spent the last week doing the work to figure out what I was spending, how I was spending it, like what that really meant, you know, all of those sorts of things. So as far as actually putting into place any Okay, now we need to adjust our behavior in this way for this kind of thing. None of that has really happened yet. Although I have been, I took the initiative to make sure that I was cooking dinner and stuff last week so that there wasn't that easy, let's go eat out response. So this week is really where I think it's going to be a little bit more of an impact because now my family is going to be sort of involved and we have been talking a lot about it. But honestly, I mean, I think it's just going to be a lot of work on my on my end. It's going to be a lot of me saying no. It's going to be a lot of me Mm -hmm. making sure. And even if I'm not the one who's actually cooking dinner, because I will be honest, as far as making dinner a lot of time, it's probably about 50 50 at my house. It really is. But. As far as making sure all the ingredients for dinner are in the house, as far as running interference on, no, we've got what we need to make dinner, like that's going to be a lot on me. And so am I excited about that? I, I am not. I am really not excited about that. But I am very motivated based on what I've seen and based on what I know my goals to be. I am very motivated to do that work. So that's kind of where
1: I am. I hear you. Yeah, that part's not not the fun part. My hope and my goal is that over the coming weeks and months to kind of stay like actively involved in our finances as like a primary decision maker in those so that I can figure out for us how to live on less Mm -hmm. so that I don't need to make uh, so much money. Mm-hmm. or as much money. And that is very exciting to me. I know that there's the some work involved and probably will continue to be some, I don't like I said, temper tantrums. I use that term a little dramatically, but you know, it's going to happen and, and try to figure out like, okay, well, when recital dues that only come twice a year, like, okay, where does that money come from? Which pool of money, you know, and just trying to figure out some of those little nuances along the way and like you said do I really need this thing can I do without it or can I find a different way to get the end result what I'm really excited about is seeing then how this module then ends up tying into the future ones and how they continue to evolve because it continually surprises me how it's like one door opens up another one and how Mm -hmm. they they're so cohesive in nature which we say we jump around a lot and we do, but the cohesion is there and it's really beautiful. One thing
0: that occurred to me over the last week and thinking about what was upcoming is I also think it might be really helpful, both for us and for anybody who's paying attention to what we're doing, to, to include some kind of cost breakdown for the things that we're doing. So if we're like, what's coming up next, if you think about, okay, what did it really cost me If I bought everything involved in it, I feel like there's a very real way to do some cost analysis in there because that will continue to bring through this idea of intentional spending. That was one of the things that excited us about the modules is knowing that these concepts are going to percolate over and over and over again. None of them are really truly standalone. We're focusing on them, you know, for two weeks at a time. And that's really our primary content distribution. But in truth, I'm still decluttering. And I I will probably still be decluttering while we're doing whatever comes next. This intentional spending, the idea is to keep it as part of our primary operating principles moving forward, because what we want to do is build a self-reliant, sustainable lifestyle. And so we're trying to get our house in order, literally declaring it. Getting our money right. Let's get our house in order first so that we can start
1: focusing outward on these other things without having these kind of albatross around
0: our neck. hmm So anyway.
1: Yes. And I just love that so much. And then how like the, the effects of those things can like percolate into so many different areas, whether it's environmental impact, it's community impact, it's financial impact on our lives. Like it just it has it's reaching in so many different directions that is It's very important to me. Mm -hmm. And I know for you as well. Yeah, for sure. I think that is a really good note to end this podcast
0: on. Tracy, how about you? I think it's great. All right. So is that a wrap? That's a wrap.